Hey, my name's Steph. You may know me better as Moving Forward, Looking Forward or MFLF, which is what I've shortened it to because it sounds a bit cooler. Today we're going to be chatting about children. I'm going to chat about overeating, self-esteem, confidence, and I'll touch briefly on bullying. And with that, I need to say right away, I'm not a professional. I'm not a GP, a child psychologist, a psychiatrist, a PT. I'm none of that. And I'll never give you advice in the place of a professional's. So if you hear anything that I touch on today that you'd like to get more information about, definitely get in touch with a specialist. I'm sure they'll be able to assist you a lot better than I can. So why am I chatting about this if I am not a professional? Well, I share my lived experience with you and just like my other topics that I touch on, I've got a fair bit of knowledge because it's something that I've gone through or I am currently going through. I want to start off with me. I am a mum of four. My oldest is 20, my next one is 17 and my twins are 11. And I'm not a perfect parent. I've never pretended to be. I'm sure if you ask my kids, they'll agree with me, except the twins aren't at the age where they hate me yet. So don't ask them because they'll just say I'm awesome. When I was a child, I used to overeat and I don't remember a lot of it, I remember bits and pieces of it and they're the sorts of things that I will share with you today. But I used to be the biggest in my class, always, throughout primary school and throughout high school. And I remember becoming aware of this when I was in around about grade three when we had to try on some skirts for the school production. And the volunteer parent came in and she measured us all up and wrote down the size of our waist on the whiteboard and I realized that mine was the biggest. I did know I was the biggest, but it wasn't until then that it hit me that "Mm, you are the biggest. And I don't remember how I felt at that time, but it was, suppose when everyone was able to see that I was the biggest because my (laughs) centimeters was on the whiteboard for everyone to see. But I used to overeat. I used to eat a lot. And my mum actually used to lock the cupboard because I used to steal the food. I'd steal Nutella, peanut butter, saladas, biscuits, anything that you can think of, I would steal. So I'd get my breakfast, I'd have my lunch, I'd have my dinner, but then I was looking for other food to eat. There was no medical term for that type of behavior at that time. The sorts of things like binge eating disorder weren't really discussed, especially when it came to children, as far as I'm aware anyway, because I was a kid and I wouldn't know. But I know that if my mother would have had any concerns about my weight or my eating patterns or anything like that, she definitely would have gotten it addressed because she did get other things addressed. But I just remember eating and I would eat anything I could get my hands on and at school I would have my lunch but then I'd also pretend that I'd forgotten my lunch so that I'd get a canteen order. I would eat as much as I possibly could and at school as I touched on in my first podcast I was a really really unhappy kid. School was a really hard time for me and I used to lie to people to try and get them to like me and (laughs) when I said that out loud during my first podcast although it's something I have said out loud a couple of times it was quite well confronting 
to admit that to a whole audience of people that I don't actually have in front of me unless you're my fruit bowl, which is what I'm looking at right at the moment. But saying those sorts of things is is quite hard to come to terms with. And then thinking about what I was like back then, why I felt like I needed to say those sorts of things is something that I'm not prepared to look at exploring right at the moment it's definitely something that I do need to do some work on at some stage though but I used to make stuff up I used to tell people that my dad had gone to Disneyland and my mum and dad had separated I used to give people things so that they would like me I used to give them CDs or I used to tell them that I could get them free concert tickets it it was a really hard time for me and when you're overweight you've got that to deal with on top of not being liked and unfortunately that goes hand in hand think back to your own childhood whether you were the bigger kid or whether you were a normal size kid or whether you were the square or the popular kid whatever you were I want you to have a think back to some of the kids in your class and I'm sure you can remember what they were like when it came to the pecking order of the school and what they were like when it came to being picked in groups whether it be sporting or debating or anything like that have a think about where they fit in and that's where I was but I was down further than the bigger kid because I used to lie so it was it was a really really tough time for me and it was something that I just got through obviously I'm here talking to you today but there are a lot of times in high school particularly where I didn't know if I'd get through them because it was brutal absolutely brutal but I used to eat little concoctions like sugar and butter we had a back laundry fridge and I'd get the sugar and I'd get the butter and I'd mix it together sometimes I'd even have a sip of my mum's peach cooler which used to hang out in the back laundry fridge as well and I also used to put eggs in the freezer don't ask me why don't try that at home because my dad used to have to clean it up once again dad I do apologize but life was really tough for me and the more I ate the bigger I got the unhappier I was the more I ate and it was a vicious cycle a, a really vicious cycle One thing that I really hope that I've achieved throughout the last 17, 18 months of being consistent with my health and fitness journey is my children's view on food, on fitness and on commitment. I hope that they have learned a lot. Well, I know they've learned a lot and I hope it's something that they are able to continue on with throughout their life because like I said in an earlier episode I do not want them going through what I've gone through I'm not interested in them experiencing some of the things that I experienced and I watch the things that my children go through today as opposed to the sorts of things that I used to go through in a similar situation but obviously in a different time bullying is treated very differently in schools these days so when my daughter has come home and she has been upset because she's being called fat, 
I know that the school are onto it. I know they've looked after her. I know that child would have been told off. I know that they would have been counselled, I suppose is a good word to use. And they are given a better level of understanding of why they said what they said was wrong and cruel rather than just an observation, I suppose. And I think that if school was that way for me, I would have come through a lot better than what I did. But back then it was very, very different. What I hope that I'm doing for my children now is leading by example. And this is a tip that I want to give to anyone listening. I did have a lady message me the other day asking to speak about overeating when it comes to autistic children. I am not able to give advice on that because whilst I do actually have a child who has been diagnosed with autism, they don't overeat. So I don't have any lived experience that I can share with you on that. But I think some of the things that I will share during this may assist you. But leading by example is something that I know I'm doing for my children because I want them to see what life can be like. I make sure that I include my kids in my exercise. I will not force them to go with me. I will say, hey, look, I'm going for a run. Does anyone want to come for a bike ride? Because I've also established the things that my kids like. So whilst I went through the list of exercises that I like, I also did the same with my kids. And I didn't do it with their knowledge. (laughs) We were just talking about exercises. And I have a really good idea about the sorts of things that my kids like and the sorts of things that they will participate in as opposed to the things that they won't. So if I say to the twins, hey, look, did you guys want to come for a run with me? No, they will not come for a run with me unless, of course, it's a a fun run and there's a medal at the end of it. They're not interested. So I will say to them, did you guys want to come for a bike ride while I go for a run? They're more likely to do that because they want to ride their bikes. I will play basketball with them. My 11-year-old son thinks it's very funny when I am on defense and I can easily get the ball off him because he's too busy laughing at my face because apparently I look really funny when I'm trying to get the ball off him. I make sure that we do a lot of different things now as a family. I make sure exercise is part of our lifestyle and part of what we do. And even if they don't want to come with me, they know that I'm going. So right, mum's going to exercise. Mum does this every day. This is something that mum does and it's an important part of her life. One reason I don't force them to do things, and it's pretty obvious, is I want them to enjoy it. I remember at school, I used to have my period nearly every week during PE and (laughs) I managed to get away with it most of the time as well. The reason I used to have my period, well, I didn't really have it, but I was pretending I had it because I simply did not want to do PE and I don't want my children to feel as though they need to do something that they don't want to do because just like adults, they're going to resent that. So if I make my kids come along to park run, they're going to hate it. They'll hate every minute of it because it's not something they are interested in doing. But they may come and volunteer with me because then they can see the sort of atmosphere that there is. They can see what it's like to come across the finish line. They'll even see that there's a big jar of lollies for people who 
finished park run and they get to have one <laughs> and that's not to bribe my kids by the way but I just want them to see some of the things that they can be doing there they can be drawing chalk drawings on the concrete and they can be interacting with other kids and they can have a lot of fun but I want to gently get them into doing that I make sure that they are given the opportunities to do the obstacle courses that I do as well so I did foam fest earlier this year and I just completed the Bernie challenge over in Tassie so I did give them the chance to come with me to do those things and they absolutely love them another lead by example is food I make sure I include my kids in my weekly menu planning reason I do that is because I want them to be able to decide a what we have b if they've also helped decide that they're more likely to eat it and c I want them to have an understanding of what a balanced diet looks like I make sure that we have a variety of different foods I like to make sure we're having chicken I like to make sure we're having red meat and I also like to make sure we're having fish and when we go through the menu together the kids are seeing that's what we're doing we're not having too much fruit we're not having too much red meat we're not having too much of anything it's a perfect balance and we're still having treats and I want them to see where that sort of stuff fits into a balanced way of of eating a balanced way of living we do have ice cream but we don't have full sugar ice cream we do still have fruit platters and we do still sometimes have chocolate there's a really awesome dessert that we make which is a chocolate mug m-u-g for good cake and that's actually quite healthy i mean it's not healthy as in traditional healthy healthy but it's definitely a better alternative than having a a chocolate self-sourcing pudding for example so it's helping teach them that you can still enjoy your food and still have the things that you want to have as well as the things that you should be having so that's why I try and get them involved in that process I like to do online shopping I don't like going into the shops Gosh, I sound like a princess. I don't do that because I'm lazy. I do that because of time. I find it a lot easier to shop online than go into the shop because I can just do it at any time of day that I want to do it. I also find that it helps me stick to my list. So if I have a list of food that I need for the week, say I've got milk, bread, butter, We've all done it. We go into Coles, we go and get we get our milk, we get our butter, we get our bread. Oh, I'm just going to grab those hot cross buns as well. Oh, and I do need a bottle of lemonade. Those sorts of purchases, you can't do that online. Yeah, sure, they do have little bits and pieces that they pop up in front of you as you're checking out. Oh, have you forgotten this, the packet of Oreos? No, I have not forgotten that. So it's still relying on your self-control not to actually put those things in your virtual shopping basket. But it's definitely helped me stick to my list, which in turn has helped me save money, which in turn has also helped me stay on track. I'm not a big drinker at all. I rarely have alcohol. But if you do drink alcohol and your kids see you do that, that's also something that they may pick up on. I'm not saying don't stop drinking at all. So please, no one think that I'm saying that. But as you know, alcohol has a lot of sugar in it and it's not really the healthiest thing to have every night. So those sorts of things, everything in moderation and helping your kids learn that is going to help them have a better outlook on life and it's going to help set them up for their future 
self-care is a really important thing that I like my children to be able to see me doing and I get them involved where possible as well so self-care for those who don't know is basically when you just take time out for yourself it can be five minutes 10 minutes 20 minutes it's something that we should all be doing and it's something that really really helps clear your mind makes you relax just gives you a bit of time to yourself it's actual dedicated time that you've set aside to do something you want to do whether it's read a book or put a mud mask on or do a hair treatment or have a spa have a bath sit outside in the sun meditate practice some mindfulness there's the list is absolutely endless and I'm more than happy to put a list of things that you can do for self-care along with this podcast because a lot of people run out of ideas on what to do as well but I like my kids to know about self-care and self-care isn't just for adults I also think it's really important that kids do that too I know kids get to do pretty much whatever they want to do but if they're placing that time aside when they're children to just have some time out reading a book quietly in bed then it's more than likely they're going to realize they enjoy doing that and as an adult they're going to continue on with those sorts of things as well One thing that I think we can all do is help our kids to understand that everyone's different and teach them to be kind. So I think back to being a child at school who was overweight, always being picked last on whatever team it was, even if it was something I was really good at. Teach your kids to be kind. And I'm not saying that they should go and pick kids first that are normally picked last unless they want to but showing your children that everyone is different and teaching them to have empathy and understanding of others is something that we should all be doing anyway because it's going to make your kids lives easier as they get older but it's also going to make the lives of other children easier too and I think that my daughter is a really good example of someone who does look after others and it's really nice to hear about her level of compassion and understanding and empathy that she shows to others and that's really heartwarming for me as a parent knowing that she takes time out of her day to make sure others are okay and I'm really proud of her for that. One other thing that has really helped me with my daughter in particular is sizes and clothing sizes. I remember I needed to get her a new school dress a couple of years ago and school clothing sizes are crazy. So and I don't even remember what they are at our school. So I'm just going to use round numbers. I went to get her a school dress and she was in grade three or four at the time. I think she was in four. So I went up to the lady with my daughter and I said, look, I need this school dress and, and she needs this, you know, a, a new school dress. So the lady handed me a size eight. My daughter was already in a size 12 and I said to the lady, oh no, I need bigger than a size 8 and she looked down at Charlotte, my daughter. She said, oh my gosh, what grade is she in? And I said, well, we need a bigger size. I said, actually, you know what, give us a size 18, 20 and 22 just in case that one's not big enough. And I just wanted to make a point to her that it doesn't matter what size I wanted, my daughter needs a school dress that fits her. And I think this lady was very small as well so she probably has never dealt with a child who isn't small but it was really concerning for Charlotte because when we went and tried the dresses on oh what size should I be mummy 
And I said, well, you should be whatever size you are. So I gave her the biggest dress first, knowing it would be way too big for her. She put it on. She goes, oh, that's too big. What size is it? I said, well, it doesn't matter what size it is. Does it fit? No, it's too big, mummy. Okay, well, let's try this one on. And that's what I've been doing with her from that day. I will take her into shops and she will try on a pair of shorts. And she'll say, well, these don't fit what size are they and oh they're a size 16 and she'll say oh am I a size 16 and no you're not because in that brand you're a size 12 so when I take her shopping we don't look at sizes anymore we work out how they fit because as you all know sizes are all different everywhere and one place I will be a size 30 in a top, the other place I'll be a 22. I've got a pair of size 22 pants that I wear, but most pants I'm actually a size 26. So I've really tried to help her with her mindset of learning about clothes sizing from an early age, because when you're an adult, that's hard. Oh, what size are you, Steph? Oh, I'm about a size 26, but you know, the 26 doesn't fit me in that one, but it, it does in the other one. It's it's hard and it can be depressing and it can be upsetting and that's why I've tried to change that for her. One thing that I have had suggested is cutting tags off clothing. I don't do that simply because the twins have got a lot of clothing articles the same and my son is smaller than my daughter so I won't cut off the clothing sizes simply because it's there's not a lot of difference in their size but that would drive me crazy having to work out which is the bigger yellow t-shirt versus which is the smaller yellow t-shirt but if I did have other kids and I did have other daughters I would cut off her clothing sizes because I don't I don't need her to think she's just a number because it's not all about numbers and some people are probably agreeing with me nodding their heads thinking oh my gosh this is such a fantastic idea others are probably disagreeing with me but as parents and with parenting it's what works for you what I'm doing may not work for you but what you do may not work for me but if anyone's getting any ideas out of what I'm I'm saying then that's that's awesome and that's why I'm doing it Another tip is not to make your kids feel ashamed of the size that they are and this is where it comes back to leading by example. So if your child does have a weight problem or they are a bit bigger and you are a bit concerned, don't say, oh, you're fat. You know, you wouldn't say that to your friends. So have a conversation with a specialist or a professional about the way you should approach this. The way I approached it is... I just changed our lifestyle and I led by example and my kids started copying the things that I was doing. So I've never said to any of my kids, hey, look, you guys have got weight problems and you need to start exercising. I have said, hey, as a family, we're going to become healthier. And that's the way I've said it. And my daughter may know that she is bigger than others. Of course, she knows that. But I'm not going to tell her that I'm not going to make her feel ashamed of herself because what's she going to do? Click her fingers and all of a sudden tomorrow be able to fit into the frozen costumes that Disney make? No, she's not going to be able to do that. By having her feel bad about her size, 
she is in turn going to do the same sorts of things that I did, which is overeat. Which brings me on to portion sizes. One thing that I make sure I do is look at my kids' portion sizes. And I do do this with them. I do look at how much they're eating versus how much I eat. And we also make sure that we have water as well. So I try and get my kids to drink as much water as they can. Not an unsafe amount. But I do try and encourage them to ensure that they're drinking as much water as they can. And I do get them to have a drink of water before dinner. And back in the days, we used to not have drinks during our meal. Well, not my family, but a lot of families did that. You weren't allowed to have a drink during your meal because you won't eat your food. I think that it's important to have a drink because then you're not going to be as hungry and then you're not going to be tempted to overeat if there is that opportunity to do so. I do teach my kids about overeating. I have actually let them in the past, in the last 18 months, pick whatever they wanted to eat and then they will feel sick as a result and that might sound really nasty. But they're learning themselves, oh gosh, I shouldn't have had that extra piece of whatever and they know for next time not to do that. So we talk about it like, oh, Davey, you probably shouldn't have had that extra party pie. Oh, mum, I knew I shouldn't have because it made me feel sick. So next time he goes out to a party, I'll say, look, only have three party pies because remember last time you felt sick and he'll nod his head and he'll do it because he doesn't want to feel sick. So it's just, it's leading by example and teaching them these little things that, that can really help. One other thing that is a huge thing for me and I make sure I do it and I'm getting better at it, but I am still working on it. It's a work in progress is speaking positively about yourself. So if you're walking around the house saying, oh my gosh, I feel fat and your kids are looking at you doing that, how are they going to be speaking about themselves? How are they going to view themselves when they're older? And quite often my kids will say to me, oh, mummy, you're not fat. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that. And I then correct myself. But don't put yourself down in front of them. Speak positively about yourself. Our kids hear so much more than what we think. I hate to think of some of the things my kids have actually heard me say that I didn't know they've heard me say. But speak positively about yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, oh, gosh, I look beautiful today. Do that in front of your daughter. Do that in front of your son. Let them see that you're feeling good. Let them see that you're feeling good about yourself. And even if you're not, try and identify something about yourself like, oh, my skin's looking really nice at the moment because I've started using a different moisturizer or just speak positively. Speak to yourself like someone you love. And you'll probably hear me say that a couple of times during my podcast because I'm a strong believer of doing that now. Speak to yourself like you'd speak to your best friend. Speak to yourself like someone you actually care about. That's so important to do. As I touched on earlier is focusing on lifestyle and not weight. So my twins have weighed themselves. They weighed themselves at the beginning of our lifestyle change. Well, all my kids did. But I never focus on those numbers. They've weighed themselves maybe two or three times since then. But it hasn't been a, oh, jump on the scales, let me see what you are. It's been a curious thing. It's been, oh, you're 11 now, what do you weigh? Oh, you need some Panadol, so I need to know what you weigh. So it's just been when I've needed to weigh them that I have. And they've done really, really well since we changed our lifestyle. Some of the things that I use to measure my children's progress 
and these are the things that they check in on with themselves is how well do their clothes fit now I use their basketball uniforms as the example because that's something they put on every week how well does that fit how does that feel how do your shorts fit the other way they determine how fit and healthy they are is how fast they can run our basketball. My daughter, before we changed our lifestyle, used to really struggle getting through a game. She was exhausted and she wasn't even doing a lot. Now she gets through it. And when I sit on the sidelines, I feel so incredibly proud that she is doing that and she's doing such a great job. And it just, it brings a smile to my face. And by focusing on lifestyle and not numbers, it's helping them for when they're older as well. It's helping them for when they get to that stage where numbers are, unfortunately, the in thing. When you need to know how much you weigh, when you need to know what size your clothes are, when you need to know how round you are, you know, using your tape measure on your waist. There's plenty of time to worry about those sorts of things and I think it's important that we focus on those sorts of things with our kids so that they grow up to feel positive and confident and have a high self-esteem because there's plenty of time as you know to feel awful about yourself and and I don't personally think it should be when we're kids. So there you go. I have touched on a lot of stuff today and I really hope that some of you have found it helpful. I know that it's a bit of a controversial issue because I'm definitely not telling anyone how to parent their kids. Like I said right at the beginning, I am far from a perfect parent. But like anything, sharing information and listening to others and learning new things, take what you will from it. And maybe you've discovered some really good ideas. Maybe you turned off 10 minutes in. Regardless, I do hope that you have a happy and healthy family and that you do have an amazing time with your kids because honestly, it is the best part of your life. And having an adult child who has moved out, I can't tell you how quickly it goes. So enjoy every minute of it, even the bits that you hate. (laughs) enjoy them because they are only tiny for a little while and they do start to hate you for things that they probably shouldn't hate you for but anyway I hope you have an incredible morning afternoon evening whatever it is wherever you are in the world as always if you've got any feedback suggestions comments you've got a topic you'd like me to cover feel free to get in touch find me on instagram or facebook at moving forward looking forward or shoot me an email at steph s-t-e-p-h-m-f-l-f at gmail.com until next time take care